Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 welcome to on the record with tiffany there are heroes throughout san antonio men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better during the next hour you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes and now here's your host tiffany jones smith and we're back with another episode of on the record with tiffany and kevin Yes. All right. So we're going to talk some some interesting things. My favorite things today. We got four sections. What's trending? What's new? What's going on there? Right at the top of the hour. What is trending <laughs> on nine thirty a.m. The answer and the in the rest of the world. Yeah. So right now uh, the January sixth uh, uh, commission is going, and man, you know I know wow. there, I know a lot of people aren't showing. I know Fox isn't showing it, which I'm disappointed about that, right? Especially given that they are the network that says, hey, uh, you decide or something like that, right? I don't think they should be screening uh, the news because it is a major political event that that just happened. You know, people attacked the uh, marched on and attacked the Capitol and rioted and desecrated uh, uh, the the Senate building, right? Which is just Mm -hmm. totally crazy. But uh, one of the things that they did yesterday, they came out, and I want to ask you what you thought about it, Ms. Smith was uh, the degree uh, to which, um, how do I say this, the corruption of Donald Trump, right? I mean, uh, even after, right? So first of all, he knew that he was not going to win. They showed that unequivocal. He knew that. And then he led uh, people astray uh, coming from the White House saying that, hey, the only way they can win is if they cheat. I mean, come on now. You're the president of the United States, considered the leader of the free world, but he knew unequivocally that it, there was no absolutely no uh uh there was no fraud that was committed in any substantial way that would sway the vote that everyone kept saying that right there was no substantial uh nothing committed substantially to sway the vote but he still came out and uh, and got people riled up so what did you think about that part of it well i thought it was telling that his his people told him there is nothing there mm-hmm. there's nothing there don't don't go down this road. Yeah. His own people told him that, and that's what came out in this these hearings. But I think that that a telling thing about our our country is that somebody like this, who is not uh, taking into account the real weight of the presidency, when you say something as the president, when you say something as the leader of an organization, people listen. So you have to be careful about the words that you use, about what you're telling people. Uh, all of that, all of the stuff that he did, he led up to that. Well, I slightly disagree with you just in one point. I think he realized the weight of what he was saying and, and, and the weight and the gravitas of the office. He just didn't give a crap. He just decided he's going to say it. He's going to desecrate everything that's sacred in America. Right. So that's that's where I come from, because sometimes I feel like that as a conservative in these past few four, four or five years, I feel like you have to be stupid and cut your brain off and not engage with reality of what's going on. Right. So, you know, people, good friends that I know are going down the Q hole. I'm just like, oh, my God, you really believe that people have no idea of how to judge what is real, what is not. They just simply go off with the crazy. And unfortunately, right now. We are having to weather this in the party. Like I'm like, when is this part of it going to be over? When do we get past Donald Trump? Well, that's because you have things like 24-hour news, and you have organizations calling themselves outwardly news when in affidavits Fox News says that they do not have 24-hour news, that they have about uh, 22 hours of op-ed and two hours of news. But the public doesn't know that. They don't. They think that everything that is being said there mm-hmm. is news, that is yeah. being verified, and it's not. 
It's yeah. not. So when you when you have that and somebody's out there giving their opinion, but they're giving it like it's the truth. Sometimes I'm here. I'm, a, a lot of people take that as, as people take a public figure as telling them the truth. And they will run with Bill whatever is being said. I, for me, one of the one of the highlights of the whole thing was Bill Barr, right? And and I kind of go back and forth with Bill Barr. It depends. Some days I love him, some days I hate him, you know. But he's always been a he's, he's always been a, a person who has had his convictions, and he he could he could logically base his his belief or his actions on something, even when you disagreed with him, right? So Bill Barr is there, and uh, and his. His testimony was, in my, uh, from my viewpoint, was was the highlight of the time there. When he essentially said, he, when he, he essentially, when he met with the president, he came to the end of it. He was getting frustrated, and he said, "Look, this whole thing about there being uh, cheating and this gross misconduct in the election is just BS." And There's you need to knock there. it off. You knock it off, right? And then he goes so far as to say uh, that the, he says, "I even watched the." I think it's, 2,000 mules with uh, Detesh. De, I've always, I always mispronounced Detesh's last name. But it's basically a conspiracy, uh, uh, a conspiracy op-ed, if you will, for op-ed, and I'm using that lightly. It's a conspiracy piece that's being promoted in conservative circles right now about, how, hey, how there was all this cheating in Georgia and all this stuff. And Bill Barr was like, hey, I was curious. I was wondering. He said he had, he said he had uh, for, uh, photographs of it. I want to see. And then after he watched it, he said, it's complete bull. No. Mm -hmm. And then the whole room broke out in laughter saying, hey, this is crap. So as a conservative, please turn your brain on. I mean, just turn it on on that part here. You know, you can disagree and not like the other side, but it's just too far. Right. And I had a friend say, why are you always talking about conservatives? Because that's the, those are the circles I go in. I mean, those are the circles I'm in. That, that's the material that I'm taking in. And uh, it's I just, tough to be in in those circles with a dissenting opinion, because this has to be the most lunacy I have ever seen going around where people are actually going along with yeah. complete and total nonsense lies nonsense that is being promoted yet when you talk to them about truth and about real patriotism the, uh, it's like it's like you people's eyes are glassed over hey but i think good sign that we're going to get through this trumpism as a as a party in in alabama uh trump had given initially had given his uh his uh endorsement of of Mo Brooks, right? I always want to think Mo Better Blues, so I refer <laughs> to him as. And they're in the Senate race in in Alabama, and I forget the other late the lady's name who's who's opposing him in the, in the primary. But I, I really don't care too much for her, right? So Trump had given his uh, his, his endorsement uh, of Mo, and then took it back at the last minute because Mo was just like, no, no, there was no cheating in Alabama on the vote. I'm not going to promote that crap. Right. And that's me just thinking that's what he said, because that's who his personality. Well, a lot is. of people feel that way because. But he took uh, the, the vote. And gave it to the, the, he took his endorsement and gave it to the, his opponent. And now people in the party are like, no, because you have a lot of social uh, media influencers are like, hey, ignore Trump. We want to vote for Mo. That's who we're going. Mm -hmm. I want to always say Mo better blues. <laughs> but anyway. Well, the whole concept of of there having been some sort of fraud. There were many people who were Republicans that were counting oh, yeah. uh, ballots. Lifelong so Republicans. You are, are disparaging people who, have, who, ha, who are committed mm -hmm. to sovereignty and freedom care. and, Trump and is not to loyal. voting. Trump, Trump is and, not loyal. And that, you know, he, he's, he's taken down many a career with all of this nonsense that he has going. Well, you know, hopefully we get through this phase of lunacy uh, and get and get back in touch with reality, right? Because it makes it hard as a uh, as a as a B one Black First Republican when you're trying to convince people to become a Republican, right? And so I don't know what's going on. Well, I do. I try not to read read the stuff on the left. It gives me a headache, right? I'm thinking, how can people believe this lunacy, right? But because, we got lunacy on both sides. But most yeah, people let's not do a whataboutism on that one because sometimes the left is a little far out there. Because I just can't uh, get down. And, the, and same thing with the right. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with the right because when, so, when you look at at uh, this this uh, pandering 
to white supremacy uh, that is equally as toxic. Yeah. It's toxic. And don't try to gaslight me with any of your comments so, about, no, it's not what it's about. That is what it's yeah, about. That's right? what it is. So, and and uh, sitting up here saying, well, the left, no, let's talk about the right. Let's talk about the spirit, about the plank that's in your own eye. Let's talk about that plank. So let's make America sane again, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Let's make America right. sane. And for all you, any of uh, any of my B one uh, foundational black people listening, uh, please join us. Come get in the party. Right? Uh, it's the party of uh, of of it's it is the party of common sense from my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I just we just got to get through this particular wave of it. There. Well, there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity to be heard and to stand up against things that that are not right. Yeah. And to uh make some new allies and and coalitions because yeah. we definitely need uh the African American voice in this party and I'm not talking about the talking heads, but I'm talking about people yeah. who actually live in neighborhoods. To, yeah, we don't want you to vote actually, Republican. We want you to go out and be Republican and participate in the party. Right. Don't we don't want you to vote. We we don't want you to vote Republican. Right. But we want you to participate Republican, uh, be involved in the party, have an influence on who he's he's saying what he thinks. And my my thoughts are is be black and support us, support who we are and walk into into the party. That's that's my thoughts. You, you get to say what you want to say. I never the, said no, don't no, no, be black. I didn't hey, say be Candace hey, I'm Owens. Say, I'm, saying, I'm saying what my thoughts are. Be black. Be black first. Remember who you are and what you come from. And walk into the party with that and influence the party with that. That's what needs to happen in the Republican See, Party. now this not, is funny. Not, you just, told not me, just whatever. You told me to dial that back a little bit, and you just hey, go straight for the jug. You were upset you that say, I called man. Candace Owens a plantation no, I said Negro you need to dial and, back, and, talk, and Larry Elder people, a, a, who a cares about who? You know, for me, I don't even but, mention but names like that because I, do. I don't care about I them. mention those names because those are the first names that come to people's minds. When, when you talk to anybody black about being Republican, that comes to their mind first. You mm-hmm. told me to dial back on that and you went right at it oh, oh whatever Lord. man <laughs> you can say what you no I told you to dial back on on old girl All right. I get tired of mentioning it all right. I, I don't I don't like mentioning it and giving it play. This is on the record with Kevin and Tiffany where we support being black first and coming into the party be remember to be black and a Republican. You can do both those things. They are not mutually exclusive. In fact we need you to do both those things. Now, wait, before we go to the next session, I just gotta say, you told me that I need hey. to dial back my intensity and then you come in at the last part of the session with just hardcore B one uh, black First, FBA, which we do promote. You can be foundational black American. You can be uh, Black First, which we want you to be in the party. So we Adolf, can have, Yes, in which you can present. American descendants of slaves. Here we are coming up on Juneteenth. I know, love it. Go ahead, Tiffany. And, uh, on you. And, and the, you know, I'm feeling the fire, definitely, because, the more, you know, it's it's so weird I've I've been having this dialogue back and forth with some of my colleagues because we have these holidays, you know, that like Juneteenth, like, uh, you know, MLK Day, and we recognize this. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people that want the holiday to be exclusively black. Well, in order in order for us not to duplicate yeah. our past. Uh, you have to include others. You must. The point it's in, an American the point holiday. In having in having any holiday, any American holiday, especially ones that are recognizing something as epic as the end of slavery, mm-hmm. then we need to. It should be a time of education. Mm-hmm. It should be a time of celebration, uh, but it should also be a time of inclusion. You include the other so that the other understands what the history is that that uh, your mm-hmm. people contributed and their people contributed yeah, to that this each, country. I would say that each part of, uh, of society in America contributed, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, the reason, you know, I stress B1, Tiffany stressed B1 is to 
is that that we come in representing black people right and and that part of uh, of america that oftentimes in the party in the republican party gets lost right mm-hmm. i feel like you have to become a simulation the, is the most important yeah a simulation a simulation but your the part that part of you that's american gets washed out right mm-hmm. and so right now so we have as we prepare for june uh, 10th uh, we, we're we're arguing back and forth with a lot of our African-American friends about the significance of the day first and the need for inclusion in our celebration of everyone. For me, it's it's you know, I we do it for every other major holiday. But there's this group of people that that we tend to be around right now, uh, conservatives who are, you know, we, we go back and forth. But for me, Juneteenth is an American holiday that it, that celebrates something that was that was great in America, that both. That white people, let's be all honest about this, that white people uh, had to, there are many white people's white people who stood up against slavery, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and without those individuals participating, because they were the power structure at the time, you know, who knows, we might still be slaves right now, right? Our, our country could still be going through that, through that uh, horrific uh, time But Juneteenth is something that we're celebrating the the freeing of slaves in in uh Texas but we're also you know look at how far we've come look at how far we have to go but it's a time where it should be inclusive it shouldn't be that it's only black people so let me because so let's take that up so you and I argue with this this a lot right when we say how far we still have to go mm-hmm. right because uh from my viewpoint uh is defined how far do we have to go? What does that mean? Because in my viewpoint, well, my what life we're dealing with right now with white supremacy. Well, that's ugly. Head. Yeah. So white supremacy rearing his ugly head. They were arrested. They uh, and you t- if you're talking about the situation was in Iowa. Well, not just that situation. But, yeah, we can take that one. If that's Let's take that one. Right. So that was actually they stopped that. Right. And that was yeah, against- what I find repugnant about that. They, situation. they did not unmask. Them. That's have. right. Because if it would have been Tyrone in them, they would have unmasked. They would have. I agree they would have been that. sitting there and we would have known that's Tyrone who lives at 4204 Gardendale. I, yep. You know, we would have known it. Yeah, I think those people need to be pressured and shamed into, hey, what you were about to so, do, what you were So that said in. several things to me. Tell me more, baby. It said several things to me. One, they didn't unmask them because um, how much you want to bet some of those people were uh, in authority, in positions of authority where mm-hmm. they're from. Yeah. You know, uh, and they were protecting their identity. So what are you about that you're protecting their identity? Yeah, I, yeah, there is a need. Yeah, Tiff you know, and I we discussed I, this, and I really haven't. There is a I problem. Agree, I agree that those guys should have been unmasked. I think yeah. they should have been unmasked, and they should oh, have yeah. had photos mm-hmm. yeah, on that part. There, I agree one hundred percent of that with that part there. All yeah. right. I mean, so there, there, we got a problem here. All right, so uh, we're going to. You can't <laughs> just whitewash that. Here we are rolling up on Juneteenth, supporting some some crazy white supremacists. Okay, this anyway. is now we're talking about the situation that is in Idaho in which they were actually it was a pride parade that they were going mm-hmm. in. They were to trying meet, to go to a, to a, a pride parade. Yeah. All, you know, and what were they planning on doing there? What were their intentions? The, it's a misdemeanor is what they got them on. A mm-hmm. misdemeanor is what they got them on. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's switch right now. So let's. Let, let, let's switch it up a little bit. I, I just wanted to point that out. Because you already definitely. know I'm ready to burn them down. <laughs> Disrespecting us on the Juneteenth. <laughs> all right. So now what you have a couple of few things coming up, right? Uh, right now uh, here this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about that right now. And I'm sorry I got you all riled up. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. So what do you 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 have uh, policy, right? So you got some things you're getting on. So in my my day job, I'm with the Texas Kidney Foundation. Everybody knows that that uh, I've devoted my life and my time to fighting Mm -hmm. chronic kidney disease. Yep, I've lost 12 family members to kidney disease, and uh, I'm intent on on stopping the disease. That's why our mission. Uh, for Texas Kidney Foundation is very succinct mm-hmm. to stop the progression of kidney disease. So yeah, you've tightened up your uh, your team over there, right? Yes, we've we've got a tight team, um, and we were um, we will be speaking about race correction. What is race correction? So within kidney disease, there is 
something called the estimated glomerular filtration rate. That is how one measures what whether the kidneys are cleaning properly or not. It's how your kidneys are cleaning your blood. Yeah. And filtering. Um, African Americans are singled out with that. No how other, they no other out. group. Explain no other that. Group. Go into detail of that. They're, they're singled out. African Americans okay. are gi- are given an adjustment in their testing, in their estimated glomerular filtration yeah. so rate. What? So there's a number. So if you're African American and you go to your doctor, or you appear to be African American because you could be Afro Latino, uh, and you go to your doctor, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to, when they test you, they're going to notate that. So let me explain and that a little. Test then will be adjusted. Let me explain it for real quick. So uh, because you, you've been, I mean, you've been preparing for this uh, for this presentation a while. So sometimes we get caught up in it a little mm-hmm. bit. So what 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 does what happens with the with the EGFR is there's an algorithm that they run. Mm-hmm. And so in 1999, when they initially uh, developed the algorithm that they use when they test your blood, is that they had of a they had about 1,600 people. Yeah, 1,600 people were being tested, and uh, of that 1,600, about 600 or so of them were African American. And so what they came back with when they were developing the number is that a majority of these individuals had a high creatinine level. That they they. It's, they said they couldn't explain, but when you go back and read the original study, I just think they were lazy and didn't want to go back in and explain it. And so they got away by adding a diff- an additional index to make up for the difference, right? So if you are, if you have kidney, if when you do EGFR reading, they make up for if you're male or female, right? Uh, they'll make they'll add a, they'll add additional number there mm-hmm. because there's a there's a biological difference, right? But they couldn't explain the difference between the majority of those who were who 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 were in this test, and so they just added an additional number on it, right? Uh, just overall, and that impacted people till this day in determining who's eligible for a kidney transplant, the different types of medication that they get on, mm-hmm. and so they are most places have removed and how that. sick you are. Yeah. Are are viewed as being. Yeah. So that's how you end up with people. And the practicality of that is so if I mark African American, right, on my, on mine, and I have my friend who marks, he doesn't even have to be white. He could be non-white. That's, it's just black and non-white. So it's me, African American and a non-white. So the, 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 so the difficulty here is that African Americans are singled out. There is no other group that they do this Mm -hmm. uh, with. So that's one thing that is, that's wrong, and, and it's based deeply. on a construct that isn't even uh, real. It's determined by by human beings, and so once so I'm presenting on that mm-hmm. and talking about that and and about what we're going to do next uh, because the National Kidney Foundation and and uh, the American Society of Nephrology uh, weighed in and said that that uh, race correction is. Well, is, I think the JAMA, not, not I think right. JAMA was the was the more weightier weighty way in from my viewpoint because I yeah, know they, they are were. doing adjustments on they transplants were. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so now everyone's weighing in on it and saying, uh, no, this isn't right. And what what really prompted them to even do something about it was uh, all of the fallout from George Floyd. Essentially, when when we saw the fallout from him, then people started looking at at disparities across the board. Yeah. And so healthcare disparities became uh And that's a very obvious important. one. And glaringly let me tell you where I have suspect. I'm suspect on the whole thing on the on the where they're removing that race correction. They're trying to replace it with something else. And like from my mind I have a, lo- a whole lot of logical questions go off in my head like okay uh, if we removed it, did it need to be there in the first place? So there's still a lot of unanswered questions because now they're trying to come up with a race-neutral uh, part of that test, which me, for me as a black person, what that says is, hey, we, we got to remove it here. Outcome. We want the same <laughs> outcome. We're just going to put it in something uh, or, or put Couch something in there else. that that doesn't sound like it's or can be mm-hmm. easily called out. Uh, for being racist in his presentation, so that's what that here. That's what that tells me as a fifty-year-old black man when I hear we want something to be and race I, neutral. What? And I hear that over and over again. And so that's the other part because uh, a lot of people see it that yeah. way. So you like, hear race neutral. Your your flag should go. How are we going to be messed over this time? Yeah. You so, know, and, and that's that's essentially where where people are coming from. So 
answering questions like that and talking to uh, to panels, you know, I don't have answers. My I think that the best thing that we have is something called kidney precision medicine. And uh, the fact that every single person's kidneys are different mm-hmm. says that uh, that we should be doing something precision medicine-wise in regards to testing. Yeah. It shouldn't be one size fits all for testing if one size doesn't fit all for uh, treatment. Well, let's, let me ask a very, few questions. So I, I, I don't understand whether, where um, – why that is not being utilized as opposed to trying to find a blanket answer to uh, uh, testing for kidney right. disease, to better testing and more accuracy in testing. Yeah, More to come. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your busy day to hear us uh, talk. Uh, hear, uh, hear my husband <laughs> try to fire me up. So just remember, right, this is On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin, where we are black first, but still Republicans. The two are not mutually exclusive, right? So we believe you should sit at the power of, uh, at, at the, the table of power, power, right? Which in Texas, that is the Republican Party. If you didn't know that, you should know but that. But you've right? got to be able to speak truth to power. Yep. So when people are wrong, you've got to be able to tell them that they're wrong. And that's where being black first comes in. And there are a lot of white allies in the Republican Party. Yes, there are. They really are. There are. And you can dis- you can agree to disagree. Yep, you can. But what you can't do is live with yourself when you're simulating and just sucking up to the, the people in charge. And all my Republican friends, please get in touch with reality. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you. back with on the record with tiffany and kevin and it is hot in texas it's so hot that i thought it feels the great show, in the studio yeah but uh i thought the show was over i was like hey we got it it's a wrap right no it's not that's because he's, right. bu- he's busy trying to antagonize me with nonsense <laughs> all right so all right so uh one of the things First he started out with crazy trump nonsense did you know that you could be a Republican and still not uh, agree with Trump? Did you know that? It doesn't seem like it, <laughs> but you can be. Mm. Right? Hey, so let's talk about, uh, so uh, we talked about what was trending. And so right now, uh, one of the things that we talk, that you were talking about is that you have upcoming, that you're doing a presentation uh, uh, for the uh, kidney uh, task force in Texas, state of Texas task mm-hmm. force, right? Yes. So that's coming up. So here's a question that I, what qualifies you, Tiffany? to say anything about uh, kidney health or kidney care. Well, now, if you you? listen to to, uh, some people, (laughs) Mm -hmm. nothing. But uh, what qualifies me is uh, I've lost 12 family members to this. I'm passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read and read and read. Patients have to empower themselves. You know, part of, part of, of stopping a disease and stopping... Uh, the progression of a disease like as pervasive as chronic kidney disease is really ma- equipping yourself with knowledge about it mm-hmm. and making allies with with uh, professionals who understand it. Yeah. So I, I've been very blessed to have mm-hmm. uh, some of the best doctors um, in the country and offer their their uh, expertise. Yeah. Uh, it's like on this this uh, chronic kidney disease task force. The it's a stellar group of professionals, um, and being able to pre- present before them and mm-hmm. and uh, work with them is, has been uh, a, a really wonderful experience. Awesome, awesome. And then also just uh, the other part there is you know you read the when you read the uh the actual studies and the case mm-hmm. studies that they're actually doing yeah. it's really just logic right you sit down yeah. and do the numbers make sense that they answer all the questions right just and what you would logically think and you'd be so i'm surprised kidney disease is complex it's yeah. not uh you know it's not a monolith they're they're constantly learning new things mm-hmm. and with with studies like the Kidney Precision Medicine Project, where they're creating a kidney atlas and, and actually mapping the kidney, that is, it's stuff like that. Yeah, that but, what, but there was a new. Uh, and I know this is. I'm a geek, right? So I really, uh, uh, I really enjoy 
discovering how things work, right? So there is, uh, and I think Kumar, his team invented this, right, where they can actually Dr. Sharma, Dr. Sharma, actually Dr. Kumar Sharma, where they can actually look into the kidney, right? Yes, so he tell invented me something the about mass spectrometer. That. Now I haven't read on that one because I know he, he has. So he invented the mass spectrometer, and I got to go to his lab and see it. It All was right. a geeky moment for me. It was really awesome, uh, but he invented that. And uh, really, a lot of the breakthroughs you see happening in kidney disease come from that because being able to actually see into those cells, Mm -hmm. then uh, they've discovered over 200 uh, different cells um, that are are unique only to the kidney. There have been so many things that have happened that are are, uh, productive and good for our for the African American community, for the Asian community, for the the Hispanic community, um, for people across the spectrum who have kidney disease and who are, who have a high propensity for getting kidney disease. Yeah, and there and there's so, a yeah. there, so you know, wh- there's there's a lot that's happening within the field. So what so changing rapidly. So one of the things that we that that that, that that's being done at the Kidney Foundation are the screenings, right? So yes. to, for me, the screenings are super important. Uh, Early identification of kidney disease is very yeah. important, but that's not the only thing. Like, that's the first step. We find the disease, and then what are the next steps? We have a, con- have a complete continuum of care, and that's, uh, you know, now we're starting to see people come out, uh, different organizations nationally, in which this is what amazes me. Here we are. Uh, 40 years, 50 years into mm-hmm. kidney disease, mm-hmm. and now everybody's yeah. coming out and saying, hey, maybe we should do some early detection. And even then, major organizations, it's not their emphasis. Texas Kidney Foundation is the largest screener of uh, kidney disease in the state of Texas. Yeah. We eclipse everyone else. We do, and we are, and, and I have to brag here, we do a really good job at that. The part that I focus in on that. We focus in on that, and the part that I find, um, I guess, kind of frustrating is the when we follow up with individuals, it's, it's you know, getting them and stressing the importance of it, especially yeah, in light of COVID. Yeah, because people don't feel bad yeah. with kidney disease, so... So the importance of, and that's why getting accurate information out to people is important. Mm-hmm. That's why you see me uh, annoyed and frustrated when I see authority figures like our former president um, making, telling people the wrong thing in terms of their health care. Yeah, or not just, or, or, or realizing that a lot of things can be nuanced and, and having to set a better tone in regards to something like that, right? Because right now what, I see, what we see coming up with our numbers, right, and then also they're kind of starting to mirror the national numbers too, mm-hmm. is that individuals who have, who've had COVID, right, also, some of them, some of them mm-hmm. are showing up with uh, with kidney disease, and there's one report that that w- that just came out uh, mm-hmm. that I read. Uh, I think it may be University of Pennsylvania where they did some research where there was an increased number of people having liver damage because they were screening mm-hmm. for that. They yeah. were just going for the people in the hospital, but mm-hmm. that's a high concern, right? It's a big concern of mine here in Bear County mm-hmm. as we go through yeah, the numbers. Yeah, and that's that's a big concern of of all of ours. So what what uh, we decided to do at Texas Kidney Foundation because when when uh, I took over the foundation and we started building our team, it's, it'll be five years now. The mm-hmm. time has just flown. But um, TKF was just kind of all things to all people. We were yeah. doing all of this different stuff. And uh, what we decided is that we, we would focus, mm-hmm. that we would uh, focus all of our time and energy into early detection, mm-hmm. education, and support. And the research that girds all of that up. That's it. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that we do. Early detection, education, and support, and the research that girds it up. Yeah. We, would, we would have precision focus on that, mm-hmm. and on, on literally stopping the disease, because those are the things that will stop 
the disease. Yeah, and, and my part to come in, uh, where I come in, is that I come from a corporate environment, right, where everything is metric-based. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to hear about what you what you what said you you're going to do, yeah. right? I want to see what you actually what did. What do the numbers say? Right, and so that's the part mm-hmm. that I've come in there is to t- help uh, the the, uh, the foundation tighten up their processes around the metrics, uh, the reporting of the metrics, help cleaning up the numbers, help refining the processes mm-hmm. around that. So the database, that's the data analytics, yeah. all of those. So there's a lot that goes things. around that. It's not just yeah. hey, go draw blood, write some stuff down. I mean, there's yeah. a process and machine that w- that we're yeah. building out around that, that that we have around it, but we're tightening it up, you know, to use a car analogy, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting the tires balanced. Yeah, everything. Changing the oil, getting every, things so, running smooth, so anyway, um, we, we focus in on that stuff. Mm-hmm. We focus in on early detection because right now, kidney disease is... Uh, $120 billion cost to the United States, $120 billion. Yeah. And the toll on quality of life is just unprecedented because your life is drastically changed if you end up in end-stage renal disease. And that's ESRD, right? Mm-hmm. End-stage renal disease. And that's where you actually need a machine to, to filter. That's where you end up blood. on dialysis. Yeah, you end up on yeah. It's a very painful and, 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 uh, and Texas has, has 10% of the dialysis population in the United States. So this is, this is a place where uh, there's a lot of, of kidney disease. Well, here in San Antonio, what is instead of one in six is the national, what is it, like one in three or one in mm-hmm. what's the number on that? San Antonio uh, has a higher... Um, propensity for kidney disease, and it's related to diabetes. Diabetes, diabetes mm-hmm. high blood pressure, because those things, and this is me just newly found this information out, because diabetes, blood pre- high blood pressure, those are microvascular diseases, means they attack the microvascular, uh, your, your small vascular uh, uh, veins and stuff. They attack those, mm-hmm. and that makes you susceptible to a kidney disease, which is why COVID is, is giving is is we're seeing that what we're seeing with COVID now, because COVID is also a microvascular uh, disease or event, if you will, attacking mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and we so have, we actually saw pe- COVID acting as an AKI, an acute kidney injury. Mm-hmm. So people are going into the hospital with COVID and leaving the hospital. Uh, with some yep. stage of kidney disease, and that uh, you could see that that was co- that was what was coming down the pike in the first yeah. first six months of um, of the pandemic. Uh, and th- go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna, go ahead. And that's what what prompted uh, us to really mm-hmm. retool yeah. the foundation and focus in solely on uh, early detection and the research that goes around it because. Uh, it does. It's just like with anything else. It does not do you any good if you don't stop the disease. If you don't catch it and identify it early, you do the. That's the best service you can provide to anyone is to catch that disease early on in the disease. So people progression. can make adjustments. That's to the, right to their because it's not kidney disease doesn't just affect the person who has it it is it affects the entire family mm-hmm. so it's a lifestyle change that needs to occur for everyone yeah and I, i'm going to pay you a compliment right and not get you all riled up is that you, you see that passion that you initially heard here in this in, in on this series here is that she has that same passion when she's calling and uh and, and demanding uh, i would see you would say ask i would say demanding uh different things uh for the people that we advocate for Right. So uh, you hear a lot. She calls a lot of hospitals, a lot of people. Yes. You uh, HHS has been very responsive and we really are thankful for those guys. University Health Systems yep. has been has been wonderful uh, right here in San Antonio. Yeah. Some of the best. Doctors and that doctor that that uh, Kevin mentioned. I like Kumar. Uh, Doctor <laughs> Kumar, <laughs> like Kumar Sharma. We we yeah we love Doctor Sharma because he he really has been uh, as they say in the hood ride or die for people who have been. kidney disease like that. He spends his days and his nights. The guy has written over two hundred peer reviewed yeah. papers. He's top drawer when it comes down to intellect, but. Beyond beyond that, just to, he has a heart for this. 
mm-hmm. and for the people that are are suffering from it. Like even when my mother at the end of her at the end of her life in the last six months, I want to say he mm-hmm. uh, we one of the at one of the doctor's visits they said that my mom, you know, had a had a kidney problem and we we didn't know anything about it. We had not heard that. And so I, I called him and you know, we were in the pandemic, in the midst of the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of stuff going down and he uh he said, I'll do you need me to call and talk to the doctor? So my mom was in another city and he, and he did. He took the time out of his schedule. But that's how he is with patients. The patient mm-hmm. comes first, he still sees patients. Yep. A lot of a lot of doctors that um are scientists. Yep do not walk into a room with a patient. They don't see patients, yeah. especially scientists of his, of, of his caliber. Yeah. And he still makes it a, you know, it's, it, it is a part of his, his duties every year yeah, to is. make rounds, to see patients. He has his, he, he, he maintains a patient yeah. load. So yeah, uh, so, yeah I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just adore him. Yeah, so Tiffany is very passionate about this. We spend uh, <laughs> uh, quite a bit of our, our I argue time. with him, but I adore him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I, I think, right, so I always say, I always say this, no great change ever comes from with comes from the people within the organ, within the system. It always has to come from without. We saw that with CPRIC. Uh, yeah, that's right. Is, it uh, comes what from. What does CPRIC stand for? Because I just, my brain just went dumb. Uh, the cancer research, the Cancer prevention, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. it's a state organization. We I don't both, know their acronym. Yeah, I forget that. But, <laughs> but it's for cancer. It is for cancer, and that was started by essentially civilians, as I like to refer to us, right? Uh, cancer Prevention Research Institute of Texas. That's yes. what it stands for. And CPRIT. they have CPR, and they have gotten, they have come out with a tremendous number of innovations and uh, and 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 preventions and cures for cancer. Yeah, the, and so, what and that all came from Wayne. When Wayne decided, what is Wayne's last name? I don't. Why do you? I don't oh, know sorry. Wayne's last name. Okay. <laughs> I just know him as Wayne. Right. <laughs> he always introduces himself as Wayne. <laughs> so that's it's when Wayne decided that he was gonna push this, right. that he was gonna gonna fight for it. All right. So Tiffany, how is the weight the the uh, the health challenge going for you? I'm sore. And I grumpy. went and did my first. <laughs> You're just going at me on public here on TV, right? Right on the program. Okay. First of all, <laughs> you have this little habit of messing with me when you know I'm tired. <laughs> so how, how's it going for the for, uh, for the health challenge? I know you've been working out. I think it's out. going well. Like I've been been working out with Sherry. Sherry is mm-hmm. amazing over at Sherry A Fitness. A lot of energy. Tiny but Oh, my gosh. She's a little, little ball of fire. Sherry is awesome. So that's been going really well. Okay. Because uh, I, was, I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to, to handle – doing the workouts because I didn't know, like, like I see her working out and I thought, oh, I can't do all the stuff mm-hmm. that she's doing because she does ropes and she's flipping tires and all the stuff. And mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know, I don't know if I can do that. But I went in and it was a really good workout. It, it was, it pushed me beyond my mm-hmm. comfort, but, but not to the point where I, I, I would injure myself or something yeah. like that. It was, it was good. I, I felt good afterwards, you know, just sore. Okay. But regular stuff. All right. You're um, down how many pounds? I, nope. I'm not telling how many pounds I'm down until <laughs> I have my weigh in. You don't need to know. Well, it ain't you. your business. It ain't your business. Sherry and I already talked about it. We're not <laughs> having that until I reveal. Well, um, I have not started the actual working out part. I have stopped drinking soda. Really? Because right. I saw you drinking soda yesterday. I have stopped drinking soda. Was that as of yesterday? That was at, no, I've had, I had that's like the first soda or so I've had in a while. I've been mostly drinking tea mm. and water. Yeah. Tea and yeah, water. Yeah, that's true. You have right? been drinking and mostly. Then, and then I gave up my Fruit Loops because me and Fruit Loops love each other. You know, that's my comfort. Fruit Loops aren't mean to me. They don't hurt oh, my feelings Lord. in public. <laughs> so I, I'm down 20 pounds. So uh, yeah, you're looking good, baby. Uh, I was I, I I was like 275 uh, like two months ago, and I'm down 20 mm-hmm. pounds, like 250, 255. And so I still have my blood pressure still up a little bit. Uh, I've got to push back on the coffee. That's going to be the tough part there. Uh, but I'm doing well, 
And then uh, after Juneteenth, I'm going to do a fast, a half a day fast, and start moving in that toward that lifestyle. And uh, and then also the other thing that I've been doing uh, is that I've been working on all those things that you young people make fun of the 40s and 20-somethings mm-hmm. for doing, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, working on their core, stretching, and those type of things. I, I, were, I was you once. Right. Uh, so I've been doing all of those things. Right. I've been practicing on picking up the hundred pound ball, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, uh, squatting down, picking it up and moving it. Uh, right. So I've been doing that. And then also I got the machine that came in for the balance. So I've been mm-hmm. working on the balance to uh, really work with my my hip flexors and those things. Uh, and so that's been coming along really well. Been doing that. And I've been reading quite a bit of uh, of uh, American history, Civil War stuff. And then also just a lot of political stuff here lately. So just, you know, what does that have to do with health? It's part of the reading process in which I'm exercising my mind. As mm. well. And then also, so that's the big thing there. So, uh, but health-wise, I, I'm feeling better. I'm still stiff in places. Uh, I, I still, as Tiffany pointed out, I did have uh, a soda uh, the other day. Yep. But, uh, but Tiffany hasn't. She's been doing really, really well. I'm really proud of her. Right. Yes, I've been sticking with my grilled chicken. Yeah, and a so, lot uh, of grilled chicken. So uh, more to come with that. Uh, so more to come with that. And so our idea behind this is that you can kind of see the progression. Like Tiffany is full in on it, right? Whereas I'm just gradually uh, easing into the workout thing. Well, it's different for men too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but men yeah. can also die of stroke and heart attacks. Right? Yes, so I know, but you guys concern. drop weight. Uh, faster you than you sound we like do. you you upset. I don't like that look uh, on your face. You like so I have to be <laughs> diligent about what I'm doing. I so, can't be up there swigging down sodas and so yes, and it is easier for me to be disciplined around around food and stuff. It's an easy easier thing because once I just get in the mode, I just go in that routine. So it is easier for me, and I don't know if that's because I'm a man or or not but uh but it is easier for me to drop weight the big concern for me being 50 is really watching my blood pressure and having to do things like watch coffee because i notice when i drink coffee my lower uh i think it's called the diastolic number the, the lower number generally goes up about eight points and so i have to watch that and then also i i i uh I have to watch uh, my uh, my attention deficit medication as well. People are finding more information about me than they really wanted to know. But I have to watch that as well and be careful around that uh, and, and also get sleep. That's been a real big one for me. It's because we have so much going on between, uh, you know, working for myself uh, and then uh, and volunteering time with the, with the foundation and then the girls. So you, you have to make sure you get a lot of sleep. It's not a lot of sleep. For me, it's considered a lot of sleep, right? So just to get seven hours sleep, right, I consider that a lot of sleep. And that's, that's, that's really just the right amount of sleep. And now all of a sudden, you, you like he's not snoring. You're not snoring like you used to. When you sleep, I don't want people to know that I'm snoring. I mean, well, you're not that. now. So good news. Good news. You don't sound like a freight train's coming through our bedroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, you know, so you, like right there, the weight loss is helping there. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the weight loss there, taking care of yourself, and then also just being aware of, of internal organs and the different things that cause. Uh, uh, cause disease right uh diabetes is a big one uh just being aware of that type 2 diabetes uh and the impacts that that has on on your kidneys and uh, all this stuff that probably four or five years ago i would have never thought about that i'm thinking about now uh just from my involvement with the foundation and then just getting older as well uh and, and, and being on top of that so my next goal is i want to drop about 25 uh within the next uh i say next goal so i have two goals coming up for me right one mm-hmm. uh to finish getting my uh 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 garage cleared out uh oh, and i've Lord. been saying this forever i feel like i'm gonna mm-hmm. have to go on a live stream just commit to some time and commit to some embarrassment if i don't get it done and then also that, and then just committing to uh, getting uh, getting my weight down and removing the blood pressure medication. So that's a big impact. Well, I want to switch gears and talk about what's happening this weekend. Because we right. have the uh, Night at the Missions, which mm-hmm. is our big Texas Kidney Foundation uh, fundraiser right, for Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. We have the uh, Negro League baseball players that come out. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the missions uh, makes a special jersey for us, and they auction the jersey off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, a wonderful 
uh, night to come out and uh, raise money for Texas Kidney Foundation and the San Antonio African American Community Archive and Museum. We're doing the two, uh, the the night at the missions is our two organizations. So you can support two organizations, San Antonio African American Community mm-hmm. Archive and Museum and Texas Kidney Foundation all in one yeah. night. And who's the celebrity we have throwing out the picture there? And we have our wonderful spokesperson, none other than Reginald Ballard, a star of the Martin Show. He's Bruman from Martin. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Bruman. Everybody loves Bruman. Mm-hmm. So we're so looking forward to he's coming into town on Thursday. Uh, so he should be coming in uh, as this is airing. <laughs> and he's going to throw out the first pitch there. And he's also going to be uh, at uh, the concert that's being held in Selma. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great good weekend. Time. And we have uh, HEB sponsoring the, uh, that event, right? Yes, title HEB is, sponsor, is our title sponsor for the uh, Nine at the Missions yep. uh, for SACAM and for Texas Kidney Foundation. And we are so thankful to HEB. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thankful to HEB for all the food I've been uh, eating, all my grilled chicken and all that good stuff came right from them. So thank you, H-E-B, for Anciete Foods, because otherwise I wouldn't have anything to eat. Yeah, the house is healthy. Yeah, I was almost went on a tantrum on, on Siete food. Boy, oh, it's they good. Make a, they make a chip that's just like unbelievable in that tortilla that they have. Oh, <sighs> it's so good, right? Yeah. So if you, if you, are, if you struggle like I do with, with uh, giving up tortillas, right, Siete tortillas. Oh, my gosh. And they taste Wonderful, and yeah. they're so much better for your health. Um, just, just saying, if you haven't tried them, get out there and try them. Go pick some up because it's a shameless can, plug, isn't it? It, it is a shameless <laughs> a plug. Hey, food. they don't pay me. This is this is just me telling you. <laughs> if you want something that it tastes good, good that that's going to go across your lips, go with that. Go yeah. with Siete Foods. You can't go wrong. Yeah, if you struggle with giving up tortillas like I do and tacos, mm-hmm. go with them. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh, go with Siete Food. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, their, their tortillas are really, really good. Cause yes, I, they are. I thought Tiffany point, was lying when she them. was saying, hey, that's here's a tortilla. That's why we have a ton of them in our like, freezer. I don't think so, but mm-hmm. after tasting that bad boy, that's a good Yeah, tortilla. it's good. It's great. And our kids love them. You know, you, you just can't go wrong. So here you have husband and wife on the radio talking a range of subjects that they experience day to day. And that we, t- actually, we actually talk about these items at home. Uh, so over there. thank you for listening. And you've been listening to On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany, or Tiffany and Kevin, whichever way you want to say it. It should be On the Record with Kevin. And no, Tiffany. it shouldn't be. <laughs> it should be Tiffany. Hey, and Kevin. thank you for taking time out of your busy afternoon and evening and listening to us. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer.